Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I am so excited to continue my quest of having new guests on my podcast to help me help you grow your business to the next level. And today I have Carlin Bushman. She is a good friend and colleague of mine. She is a mom, wife, lifelong learner, former corporate executive, and small business owner. Carlin understands the complexities of starting and operating a business. She has climbed the corporate ladder and created and runs several small businesses from the ground up. Through this, Carlin has fine-tuned skills in the areas of marketing, management, technology, and business financials. She is now sharing her vast knowledge base to accelerate small to medium-sized women-owned businesses to create reliable, sustainable revenue streams. Carlin, welcome to my podcast, and thank you for being a guest. I really appreciate you being here today. Well, and thank you, Sophie, for having me on your podcast. I look forward to an engaging conversation for all of your listeners. Thank you. And that being said, let's get started. My number one question that I ask all my guests, what is your best tip, trick, or advice for helping six-figure business owners scale to that next level, whatever that level is for them? Sophie, that is a million-dollar question for those that would like to scale to six figures and beyond, of course. I think our approach mostly when we're talking to small business owners and those even just getting started is really having a good sense of time management. What I have found is entrepreneurship, or should we say sometimes solopreneurship, can be a lonely space. And many times it's hard to stay on track and stay focused, and it's easy to get distracted and go down that rabbit hole. So I think one of, I know, one of my go-tos is always a good sense of time management. And that involves leaving some space to be able to be creative on those creative days to continue to move your product or service forward. Secondly, I think to leave some space for those things you have to get done, the administrative tasks, and only doing those administrative tasks during the designated times. I find it so easy for us to get out of our lane, it would be a good way to phrase it, and uh, put our attention or focus on something that may not move the needle inside our business. Definitely. I agree because, you know, the shiny object syndrome or, you know, squirrel syndrome, people get easily distracted, but then they also can get lost in whatever, you know, something they're doing that really isn't needle moving. Like an example would be jumping on social media to network. You're supposed to only be on there, you know, within that window of time that you've blocked on your calendar. And then the next thing you know, it's two hours later and you've been looking at cat videos and cat pictures and all kinds of different memes. What is your, what would you say is a way for someone to be able to pull themselves out of that spiral down into the social media, you know, endless, you know, mix that they get into what is a what is a tip that they can use to pull themselves out of it and whether it be you know like a mental tip or you know something like that that you know that they know they are only going to be on there for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and not get lost in the rabbit hole 
Sure, Sophie, that's another great question. And that leads into exactly some of the tools that I use on a regular basis and advise my clients to use on a regular basis. I like to do a lot of block scheduling. So having backing up a little bit, yes, the social media spiral definitely can be distracting. It From LinkedIn to Instagram to Facebook, any platform, you have the ability to, of course, get very distracted there. So block scheduling has really been of benefit. And we're not perfect. I, I fall off the wagon on this all the time where... All of a sudden, I had my three focus things I needed to get done for the day, and I, too, have spent the majority of time what I thought I would consider reach outs through LinkedIn ended up being reading everybody else's information and then going down that rabbit hole. So, again, any platform has the ability to be a distraction. Block scheduling, I typically set up on a Sunday evening or somewhere over the weekend, my schedule for that whole week. And looking at the spaces where I can identify two-hour blocks, one-hour blocks, 30-minute blocks to do different things. So for instance, if I'm going to be doing social media or online networking, I will set my phone timer for 45 minutes and I will do my networking for the 45 minutes. When that timer goes off, done. I am done. I have to step away, give myself that 10, 15 minute break, stand up, move about, whatever the case is, knowing that I'm going to come back to the next block of work I would like to accomplish. Starting my day with three areas that are, I would like to say non-negotiable, and then everything else becomes a secondary task. So if I know I'm going to do online networking on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, that might be number one, two, or three of my focused areas to really get in and get networking done. But that doesn't need to be a two-hour block of time. That can be 45 minutes, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I set my phone alarm, and I know when that timer goes off, I'm done. I have to wrap up whatever the last conversation was and move on to my ne next objective. So I have found that to be really helpful. Then you've got the projects that really require a lot of focus and dedicated time. And I know the rule of thumb is typically to do those in the morning when you're the freshest, you might have the most creativity going on. Whatever your lifestyle is, this may be a side hustle you're trying to turn into six figures. So that block of time might be on a Thursday night from six to eight at night, when you grab some dinner, you sit down and you work on your business at that point, or on a Saturday morning, when you have the time to sit down and again, work on your business at that point. There is one platform out there that I have actually found to be incredibly beneficial, and it's called Cave Day, C-A-V-E-D-A-Y. Cave Day is a platform that you sign up for. Um, it's relatively inexpensive. And they actually monitor you through Zoom for anywhere from one hour to two hour to three hour time blocks. And they'll notify you when it's time to stand up, take a break, and then sit back down and continue engaging on whatever that focus area is. I think just getting started, it's really great to have a partner in this time management space and this focused priority space. So whether it's an organization like Cave Day, whether it's your phone setting timers for you to be able to accomplish those tasks without going over the limit necessarily, or even somebody that you can rely on to be a counterpart for you, such as another woman in business, maybe a small group, 
um, to get those tasks accomplished by the next time you're going to meet with them. All of that provides accountability and all of that goes back to managing your time so you can get all your tasks both in and on your business accomplished in the range that you would like, whatever those might be. That is great. And I've never heard of Cave Day. I need to go check that out. That sounds like a really fun tool. I mean, my my version of Cave Day is I have I have an Alexa next to me. And I don't want to say her name too loud because then she'll go off and talk to us. But I set up reminders on there and I can set up timers on there if I want, or I can do it on my phone. So I totally get that whole timer thing. Because you're right, if you don't set a timer or have someone or something telling you to stop, you can get lost in it. Um, so my next question is around the admin piece of things. You mentioned, you know, that admin, you didn't want to set aside a time for the admin things, but what do you, what is your take on the admin things that can be delegated? Where does delegation and, and having a virtual assistant or a team uh, do a, some of this work or a lot of this work for you come into play as a part of your time management systems and recommendations? Um, Sophie, that is a, a great question as well, because it's a game changer. I actually think right when I thought affordability of an assistant, a virtual assistant, um, a team would not be something that I should be spending my money on, I was wrong. I love to do everything myself because, of course, I feel like if I get my hands on it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well. And I know it's going to get done. Right. And I do that for my clients. I do that for myself. However, I'm really doing a disservice to both myself, my clients, and even the virtual assistant that I've hired at that point. The goal would be for me to continue to grow them as we're growing as a team together. So I, I reframe that and say, shame on me for not bringing somebody on board to not only help me with the tasks and things I need to get done, but it's such a growing opportunity for that virtual assistant too. I can tell you I hired my first virtual assistant not too long ago and where she is today versus where she was when I first hired her is night and day. And I love my team. I have continued to give them uh, challenges to step up to the challenges, to be creative, to give them the space to be creative inside of our business, both for our business and then, of course, our serving our clients. And it has been wonderful to see them step up to the plate, come up with fabulous ideas. We test the ideas together and we all grow together. So it kind of goes beyond just delegating tasks to your virtual assistant or your personal assistant. It really gets them on board with the mission of your own company. And it's really rewarding. I, I love it. But it was not easy. I'm not going to kid you. Delegating has not always been my strong suit. And I've come to realize that it is a, a very important part of business. Very good. I love that because, you know, we've all done that solo thing. I, you know, I started out solo uh, 12 years ago and, you know, the first thing that came to mind for uh, for me was partial was building the team to be able to offer more services because I was getting client leads that wanted services I didn't know how to do and didn't necessarily want to learn to do. And, I, you know, I was referring them out and my coach at the time said, oh, no, 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 no. If you know that person well enough to refer to them, see if they will be a contractor on your team, a subcontractor, and you take the client and you take the work and you delegate it to that person. It was like, huh, delegation. 
a novel idea. So I, you know, it's, but I do know that whole thought process of wanting to do it all yourself because nobody does it like you do it. Nobody does it as good as you do it. Or I just want to have that personal touch on everything we want to do for my clients because I started my business that way. I was like, I'm going to be the only one doing the work. I'm going to have that personal touch with my clients and it's only going to be me. And of course, I quickly learned, I'm like, well, that's not scalable. And there's only so many hours in a day that I can do client work and still try to grow the business and do other things. So I was like, mm, yeah, delegation and building a team is a huge piece of having a business. So um, one last tip or trick. Let's talk about shiny object syndrome. Sure. And we talked about social media, which is not technically a shiny object because that is a part of our marketing plan. I'm talking mm -hmm. about the newest, latest and greatest, um, you know, like class to take, webinar to watch, um, you know, new trend of a product or service to offer, shiny object syndrome. What is your best tip or trick for keeping that under control, especially for that business owner who wants to grow and scale and knows they need other revenue streams and whatnot in their company, but they don't need to go down all those rabbit holes of which ones and trying to set up 50 of them at once. Sophie, I'm a huge believer in documenting what that might be so we can put it to paper and give it some oxygen. So for instance, if you have a product or services that sound, and it sounds fascinating, you've just recently read that it's the hot new thing or whatever the case is, that's fine. Like that is absolutely fine. I encourage my clients to continuously be thinking creatively because they'll come to, like you said, there's a point where you have to integrate something new, something interesting, whether it's a product or service. So Definitely document those ideas, whether you journal it, put it into some electronic format, whatever the case is, keep a running list of ideas because you'll be going back to those. Then on the heels of that, when you are ready to investigate this, I believe in a long runway. I am all about organization, structure, block and tackle. Let's create a long runway to vet out this idea. And part of vetting out the idea would be where does it make sense financially, right? So for instance, if it's a product, um, the manufacturing process, the marketing process, um, do a SWOT analysis against it, whatever the case is, and make sure you re you measure your cost of goods against what you think you can market it to um, from a price point um, out in the economy and out in the general public. Same with the service. Really do your homework on it before you launch it. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but I'm a very big believer in stay in your lane continue to grow your existing product because it, it got you there in the first place. It's okay to investigate these new ones, but layer them in, whether it be quarterly or semi-annual and create a long runway to vet out uh, the financial impact of this new product or service, how long it's going to take you to get off the ground, what the cost is of building or developing it, whether it's a digital course um, another service that you might have to staff up for, like you just alluded to, maybe it's something that you don't currently know how to do, but you could find a staff member that could do it from a service standpoint and from a product standpoint. Um, of course, making sure you vet out the cost of goods and what that looks like. So I, I am not opposed to investigating new products and services. I just think there's a right way to do it. I love the ability that founders and owners give, um, to leaving some space for them to think creatively. And when I'm serving my clients, I really encourage them to work on their business while I work in their business. So I love it when my clients have that space to think creatively and to 
research what's going on in their particular industry and figure out what are some of those next steps to keep their business new and healthy and vibrant. I can do the admin part. So if they come and they say, I've got this great new idea, I think we should vet this out for July of 2022, uh, then we've got a game plan and we do the homework against it. And then they know, okay, yes to a launch or no to a launch. So I think there's a process that goes in behind that. And I never want to discourage creative thinking ever. I, I actually encourage it and write it all down. Find a place that you feel safe where you can just keep a running list of your ideas. I love that. Letting yourself have those shiny object moments, but not going off the deep end and losing all focus on everything else and going, oh, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And next thing you know, you're not doing anything and it just gets crazy. So I love that, that you keep a running list and investigate one at a time. Or, you know, if you're going to investigate more than one at a time, do the surface research and pick one to then dive into and really research and see which one really maybe speaks to your heart or you know is the next thing your clients are going to want. So excellent. I love all this advice. It's fantastic. So tell everyone, Carlin, where they can find you, how they can learn more about you, potentially work with you and get your help in the areas of your expertise. Yes, of course, Sophie. So there's a few options coming up. First and foremost, I'm really excited to talk about a six-week small group coaching course that we are launching. And for your listeners, we are offering a discount on that course, $50 off with the code SOPHIE, S-O-P-H-I-E, $50 off our course that launches January 19th, and it will be our small group uh, coaching. It's called POP Academy, and POP stands for perfection, progress over perfection. And again, that is just stepping in and starting, really. We will block and tackle everything from time management, establishing your avatar, email, both email campaigns and lead generation, of course, social media, and then we'll touch on some of the financial aspects. So there's a lot of good stuff that can be, you can find out more information about that on carlinbushmanconsulting.com. Again, carlinbushmanconsulting.com. That's also available on my Instagram handle, carlinbushmanconsulting, as well as LinkedIn uh, under my name and of course, Facebook. So we're on all platforms and Sophie, it's so exciting because you too will be part of our small group coaching pop Academy, January 19th and part of our leadership on that course. If you'd like to just talk about your, your aspect of that real briefly, that'd be great. Sure. Yes. I love that. You know, we found each other on social media. It was one of those cases where that online networking and we just had that synergy between us, between our businesses, who we are and what we do. So um, yeah, collaborating in this way is really exciting. I'm really excited to be able to, the both of us to pair together and share our expertise to this small coaching group because we both have, they get two perspectives. That's what I love most about it is everybody thinks differently, listens differently and learns differently. And because they're getting both of us on this, this group coaching program, they're going to get to have a well-rounded not just subject matter, but the way we present it, the way we teach it. And they're going to have two people 
to rely on, to ask questions, to learn more, to figure it out, and not just be going down one, one particular path. They're going to have that two-sided perspective that's going to give them that extra emphasis and the extra oomph they need to really develop out what they work on in this coaching program with us. So yes, I'm very excited about us partnering together to do that. Yes, that's great. So again, six weeks with both of us. And uh, if you sign up before the end of the year, it is Sophie, S-O-P-H-I-E for your discount code. And it'll be a very interactive six weeks together. So that too, as Sophie mentioned, will be a wonderful group of women um, getting to those six figures and beyond, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you so much, Carlin, for being on the show. It's been a great pleasure having you here and sharing your knowledge with my my followers and my listeners. And so everybody, I say, you know, farewell for this episode. Be sure to tune in again next week with uh, the next episode of Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I will see you then. Thank you. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezoe.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.